Sports, Politics, Life, North Kansas City Dental presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at nkcdental.com. Well, the Chiefs showed us all that they're not quite as good off the field as they are on the field with their news conference on Wednesday unveiling their reimagining Arrowhead Stadium. Our top story at KKHI today brought to you by MyPillow.com. Use the promo code KKHI for the maximum discount for anything you'd like to purchase at MyPillow or MyStore.com. Promo code KKHI. The Chiefs unveiled a plan of reimagining Arrowhead Stadium that reminds me what they're wanting to do, everything that I saw. First of all, it looks hurried and haphazard. This thing looks like it was thrown together because the vote's coming April 2nd. Let's be honest. It didn't look like much. It was not very impressive. It's not what you would expect out of a billion-dollar business. It didn't seem well thought out. My guess is the Chiefs reserved the right to completely change their mind on what they want to do with the tax dollars they will get if this is approved April 2nd. Clark Hunt, in his details, did say he's willing to put $300 million of his own money in on an $800 million total project. So he's putting in 300 and once 500 you can run the math on that, on exactly what that is, on what the percentages are, and that's a decent percentage. He's going to look for other outside private investment to build some other things around the stadium, but there's no plans or details on any of that. And what this basically looked like was the mistake the Royals made in 2006 when they renovated Kauffman Stadium. Let's not mince words here. The best time for the Royals to have gone downtown was the last vote. Not this one. It was 2006. That was the time to go downtown. They could have built a brand new stadium down there for $300 million easily. And David Glass didn't want to spend more than $25 million out of his own pocket, which is exactly what he spent, which was 10% of what the renovation was at Kauffman Stadium. But the money for Kauffman Stadium was so huge for the renovation, the Royals couldn't figure out how to use it. They really couldn't figure out how to spend it. So we got a merry-go-round in the outfield that nobody used. We got a little K that the first time your kid went there, ran the bases, and that was it. And they used occasionally for charity things. And all these things that look like Smiley's driving range in the outfield with the metal roof over it that in a very short period of time, nobody went to. Because people came for a baseball game, and they're like, we really don't want to go out there and walk around with our kids. We want to watch the game. People who go to the game want to watch the game, generally speaking. A lot of what the Chiefs are doing is the same thing. It's, it's, I don't want to use a derogatory term about Arrowhead, but the best way to describe what the Royals did all those years ago and what the Chiefs are wanting to do, or at least what they're saying right now what they want to do, the best slogan saying analogy that we've heard and we all know is it's putting lipstick on a pig. The Truman Sports Complex is an outdated idea. It's pretty obvious when we've been there for 50 years or however long it's been now. When we've been there for 50 years and nothing, I mean nothing, has developed around it, that it is an era gone by. Both these stadiums, as much as I love them and the wonderful times that I've had there watching World Series champions with the Royals, Super Bowl champions with the Chiefs, and all of the great times, they've, been, they've served Kansas City very well. They were built and stuck in an era of stadium construction that is widely regarded in the United States as the worst era of stadium construction ever. They don't have the quaint charm and unique build-outs of places like Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, even Lambeau to a certain extent, and the traditional really old-school football stadiums. The Bears have renovated theirs, the Coliseum in Los Angeles, places that were, you know, the Coliseum held the Olympics, 
places that were just big, open stadiums built in a certain era. At least they hearken back to an era where we go, wow, these were magnificent things when they were built. In the early to mid-70s, there was a trend to build cookie-cutter, dual-purpose stadiums for football and baseball. Those were all train wrecks, complete disasters. But what we did here was we took the ele- the two elements of those stadiums and just separated them and spent twice as much money. So we've always spent too much money. We literally would be better off today, in all likelihood, if we had built the dual stadium, one stadium, at the Truman Sports Complex that we had long since raised, and each team had moved on, and the Royals would have built downtown, and the Chiefs would have gone wherever, and we'd have a new arrowhead somewhere. We'd literally be better off today if we'd done that. But we just keep kicking the can down the road. And that's what the Chiefs are doing here. What they showed on Wednesday, and again, we don't know, that that doesn't look to me like any kind of a final plan. It looked haphazard and sloppy to me. It's fan amenities. It's a bridge. It's a walkway. It's an artificial surface small playing field for kids to play on before games. They want to put end zone suites in. They want to build a new concourse around the upper deck that's covered from the elements and will have some places where there's heaters for people in the upper decks when it's really cold. There's some things there for the fans, but mostly what's there for the fans is for the rich fans. It's more suites, which is more revenue for the Chiefs, and it really doesn't enhance anything. If anything, people are saying this could take away from tailgating. The Chiefs are going to chew up space out there and create areas where you have to spend money with the Chiefs instead of coming in and doing things the way you like to do them. Now, the Chiefs aren't stupid. They've raised part that the Chiefs are in on your tailgating, right? They basically tax you for having your own tailgate. They're charging you and you don't even know it. 75 bucks to park is them saying, you got to pay this exorbitant fee for the right to stand out in the parking lot and drink your own beer and not come in here and drink ours until the game starts. So the Chiefs are getting all that. But really, everything they've shown is nothing that is a reimagined or redesigned arrowhead. It's the old arrowhead. It's not covering the upper deck. It has no complete renovation. It's not, hey, when the Royals move, we're going to tear that down and build a brand new stadium, which, by the way, will happen. Okay, this will be the last renovation of Arrowhead. The Chiefs have an opportunity to get money, and as always, it feels like one team is jumping on with the other and saying, wait, if the other gets money, we want money. So the Chiefs are saying, if the Royals are going downtown and they're getting this money, we want money, and here's what we're going to do with it. You're going to build a walking bridge? You're going to cover that so people can get from distant parts of the parking lot to Arrowhead and be covered in the elements? Okay, that's nice, I guess. That's not a reimagined Arrowhead. That's a parking lot amenity. These are fan zones. There isn't much here. There is nothing for Jackson County taxpayers. What there, what's here is the wealthiest of fans, the suite holders, get something new, which, by the way, I think the worst place to watch a football game would be an end zone suite on the field. I can't imagine anything worse. You'll be staring at the Jumbotron all day. There's no worse seats. They want to build those suites. We've seen them at, at Dallas and some of the other stadiums. You see them. And every time I watch, I've been down on the field for NFL games. It's great to stand in the end zone when they're there right in front of you coming into the end zone. It's awesome. The rest of the game, you're just watching on the Jumbotron. And when I was a reporter on the field, you can go from one end to the other and stay where the action is. When you're in your own suite, those are bad seats. I'm just telling you right now. But people are going to pay dearly for them because they get to say they have seats on the field. Okay, great. We'll have exclusive parking garage. They're talking about building where the K is. They're going to plant trees. They're going to get new video boards, new audio, new lights. Okay. That's, that's all stuff 
Everybody does. That's not a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium. In fact, it's so common. All we have to do is look to Saturday night when Sporting Kansas City holds its home opener this year. They started at Houston last week and got a draw. It was actually a really good start for them to go get a point on the road to start the season. Their home opener is Saturday night against the Philadelphia Union. And at uh, Children's Mercy Park, where Sporting Kansas City plays, they're going to feature new ribbon boards, all new lighting in the stadium for when great things happen and they light it up and shoot confetti and whatnot. New jumbotrons, all right? They're doing all these different things at points of entry that are going to be state-of-the-art where you don't get checked anymore. You just walk through. You'll never even know you're being screened. You walk through security, and it screens you without slowing down, without emptying your pockets, without any of this stuff. They've installed all this, and I must have missed it because I don't remember a vote. I don't remember a three-eighths cent sales tax for Sporting Kansas City to do all the upgrades that they're doing. I think Sporting Kansas City got money dropped in their lap last year when MLS signed a 10-year agreement with Apple TV, and every team shared it equally, and this pile of cash landed in Sporting's lap, and they said, we got to catch up now with some of the other stadiums that are around our league. They have better ribbon boards. They have better in-game experience. This is about audio, video, lighting, all the things in-game, things that matter to fans. It's concourse amenities. It's a lot of new things at Sporting Park. I must have missed the vote. They're also doing better things with their parking. They're changing the lighting around their parking. They're making the the entire place more secure and safe. They're taking all these steps, and I missed the vote. Because sporting is just doing this. What sporting's doing this year is about half what the Chiefs want to do with your money. And I'm telling you, it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to spend $800 million on what they're describing. It won't be easy. They're like literally looking for stuff. When they're covering walkways for you to walk from the parking lot to the game, on the chance that there is a game in a season where it's actually raining or snowing, because it almost never does, that's trying to find a way to spend money that doesn't need to be spent. Honest to God, that's what they're doing. They're trying to find a way to spend the money because the Royals are getting money. It looked hurried. It looked sloppy. The Chiefs had a rough day. They're not great at this off the field. Do I, Will I accept all this? Will Arrowhead be a better play? Sure. Yes. Is it worth it for the taxpayers of Jackson County? No. Not unless the Chiefs had a real threat to move to Kansas and build a brand new stadium. But it's pretty clear Clark Hunt doesn't want to do that. He wants to keep his old stadium. He likes his old stadium. In fact, he loves it. His dad built it. He loves his family. He honors that. He seems to be that guy that is not that wants to build some sort of tradition with Arrowhead and have it for 100 years. And if this goes until 2064, they're close. That's when this tax would expire. I don't think there's any question about it. At that point, the Arrowhead Stadium would be almost 90 years old. It would be over 90 years old when this expires. And I think they'd be looking at a new stadium. So this is the final renovation of Arrowhead. This is it. What they're going to do here is it. When this wears off in 15 years, the Chiefs are going to start talking about moving, going to Kansas, building on a site there at the Truman Sports Plant, whatever it may be. This is the last. We knew when the Royals did this in 2006, there was no question that that was the last renovation of Kauffman Stadium. It was lipstick on the pig. And people rejoiced and said, oh, this is so great. I can park so close. I'm like, they built a Smiley's driving range in the outfield. What did they do here? They got a bigger scoreboard that's that's shaped. The, but we're the only stadiums in America with scoreboards shaped the wrong way for HD television. We don't have proper video boards. 
and the Hunt family refuses to get rid of their stupid ovals that they have in the end zone. Good God, could you, if you're going to do this, could you at least get rectangular jumbotrons twice the size and put them up there so it fits the actual shot? You don't have to compress the screen to put it on your jumbotron? It's all just so absurd. The things that we've done here are absurd. We've made one mistake after another, and I'm not trying to just be a complainer and a whiner. I'm merely pointing out to you that they've done a lot of this wrong. They did a lot of things inside Arrowhead right. The concourse, the club level, all the things that they did initially were right. The TVs look really small now. When they put those things in 16 years ago, it looked awesome. And they were expensive TVs. There were Sonys all the way around, which were the most expensive ones. Again, trying to find a way to spend the money. But they didn't make the TVs as big then. They need better TVs in the concourse. There are things to upgrade. The carpet looks worn. There's all kinds of things that they can do to make Arrowhead better. I'm not saying that they can't. The question is, should taxpayers be funding that? Because these are all revenue generators for the owners. And that's all it is. Everything he's got there, party zones, fan experience areas, they're all going to cost money. Everything is revenue for the Hunt family and for the Chiefs. And this is all unveiled on a day where Clark Hunt finished dead last, number 32, in the NFL Players Association rankings. The NFLPA polls its players every year anonymously on every team, and they have rankings. How's the food? How's your travel? These guys all have played on other teams. They all know other teams, uh, guys on other teams. They all talk about their experience going to work every day. The finish, the Chiefs are near the bottom in almost everything, except the head coach, who was number one. Andy Reid is officially the number one players coach in the NFL. He's number one. Clark Hunt in these votes finished two. Ownership finished number 32, dead last. Now, the reaction is Clark Hunt's cheap. He's not cheap. If Andy Reid asked Clark Hunt today for $25 million for player upgrades and player amenities and things for his players, Clark would write the check and hand it to him. This is Andy. This is the way he wants it. He's old school. This is, and the players don't even know what's going on. They don't even recognize it. I've, I've covered the sport for 40 years. I know this. I know football inside and out, and I know what coaches love. They love to keep their players hungry. They love creating an external enemy. They will use the media. They will use an opponent's words. Hell, they'll use their ownership. But you know what? If Clark Hunt is rated 32 and Andy Reid is rated number one, and this has been consistent. This is the second year they've done this now. They was the same kind of thing last year. If that's what the players think, and you've won Super Bowls both years, they're doing it right. The Chiefs are doing this right. So the, there's a funny story about this. The, apparently, the Chiefs promised big locker room upgrades this year, and it's unclear whether that's in the training facility or the stadium. But they promised the players, some players were complaining, they were promised all these locker room upgrades. And when they came back for the new season, all they got was new chairs in their lockers. And they said that the team told them the reason there's only new chairs is the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and the season was so long, they didn't have enough time in the offseason to renovate the locker rooms. That they needed that extra month when the team was playing. That's hilarious. I mean, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. That's outrageously funny. And that's creating a situation where the players complain and all the all of you saying, oh, what about free agents? Free agents want to be attracted to a better locker room. Look, Mark Cuban started all this. Best locker rooms Dallas, what's he got? 
How's that worked out for the Mavericks, having the best attractions? The two highest-rated teams for spoiling players with stuff other than salary? The Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins. That sounds about right. Two teams that just traditionally don't have it, that don't have the fortitude, the toughness to be the football teams that wins titles. Andy Reid wants his players pissed. He needs enemies everywhere. Every great coach knows this. Spoiling your players with amenities in the locker room, what possibly could they do better to their practice field? I mean, the practice field? The practice field. It's world-class. They take care of it. They don't want their players getting hurt. The point of all this is, on these player ratings, finishing 32nd in the NFL, the players are still spoiled. They don't like their nutrition table. Really? This is a team that went to the Super Bowl and the Weston Lake Las Vegas reported that the only thing they kept running out of every day was Uncrustables. I had to look up what Uncrustables are. They're made by Smuckers. They're sort of like Pop-Tarts, but they're bread-like. And they have peanut butter and jelly in them. They're the worst things for you. They're insanely high calorie. There's nothing really nutritious or good about it other than some of the ingredients in the peanut butter. Honestly, there's a lot of sugar. It's something a kid would love. The Chiefs like Uncrustables. And they complain about their nutrition table? Folks, this is all by design. But the Chiefs are getting clobbered. Like, oh, you're winning Super Bowls. Your owner's cheap. And Clark's sitting there answering questions from the media about being cheap. And why don't they like your locker rooms? And why don't they like this? And all these other things. And now you're wanting this taxpayer money for all these other things. They will not say this. I will say this for them. What Clark Hunt wanted to say was, if Andy Reid tells me he wants $25 million for player upgrades, I'll write him a check today. But Clark ain't saying that publicly because Clark's the bad guy. You ever heard a good cop, bad cop? There's the Chiefs. Andy's the good cop. Clark's the bad cop. That's the way it works, folks. That's how it works. I'm telling you right now, Clark Hunt is not cheap. He is not cheap in the way he lives. He is not cheap with his private jets. He is not cheap in the way he renovated his house inside Arrowhead Stadium. He is not cheap in anything he does. His little daughter flies around and spends hundreds of millions of dollars a year just flying around taking pictures of herself and putting it on social media. They spend it personally. They talk a lot about their faith, their Christianity, and Jesus. They are, but they are money spenders. They go on outrageous trips. They live the lavish life. They live the most expensive things in America, and they will spend it on their football team. They pay Patrick Mahomes. They go all the way to the salary cap and more. They're smart with their money. If there was unfettered free agency in this sport, I promise you the Chiefs right now would have a top five payroll. They would. They'd be paying everyone. But they got great rules in football. They can only spend so much on that. They're going to have to upgrade some things for the players. One of the complaints they have is travel. They don't believe there's enough suites and nice rooms for them. They don't believe the airplane is comfortable enough. It's a jumbo jet from United Airlines, but it's not a custom jet. Some of the teams have lease agreements with big jets that have been reconfigured with better seating for football players and they don't fly as many people on them. The Chiefs love to take an entourage. They take sponsors. They take some of these people that stand down on the field before, before and after the game, you know, like sponsors and big wigs and things like that. They love to bring family and all this other stuff. It was a strange day for the Chiefs. It really was. And what they're asking for, I didn't move much on whether I'd vote yes. Again, the, the reason this is on the ballot, let's make this perfectly clear. The reason on this ballot, this is on the ballot April 2nd, is the taxes expiring in six years. The money's gone in six years. So here they are six years before the money dries up, 
saying it's time to start getting more money. We need money. We need money. I think it's going to pass. I've, I'm getting email after email after email of people who say there's no way this is passing. It's going to fail. I think it's going to pass. I think they have a huge advertising budget. The commercials have already started. They look good. They sound good. They say no new tax. Well, it's a brand new tax. It's a brand new 40-year levy on a tax that we've had for 25 years. It is not the same tax. This one will expire. That's why they're so desperate for this. The plans aren't great. They have not wowed me. I think the Royals probably should be downtown. We got a lot of downtown problems. We're going to get to here in a moment with our next story, but a lot of downtown problems that we'll have to address for the Royals to safely be downtown. I think we can all recognize that. The Chiefs, I thought their first renovation was much better than the Royals. I think this one looks like the Royals. I think it looks like, okay, there's this money. Let's spend it. This is the last time we're doing anything to Arrowhead. Next time, we're going to need a new stadium. Seems to me now might be the time to build a $3 billion brand new stadium. Borrow the money from the league, Clark. They have a fund for this. It's 0% interest. You borrow it from the other owners. Everybody kicks in. It's good for the league. It enhances revenue. Build you a brand new Arrowhead. Use some of the same design elements. Make it look a little bit like that. Yankee Stadium, they did this for crying out loud. They built a new Yankee Stadium, and it looks sort of like the old Yankee Stadium. You can do that. You can do that. This is probably wasted money on the Chiefs. To be honest, it's probably wasted taxpayer money. A half a billion dollars. KKHI is brought to you by Amini's 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Spring is springing. Be nice this weekend. 80 on Sunday? Ooh, how would you like some new patio furniture to sit on Sunday from Amini's? Get out there Friday or Saturday and check it out. 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. This is Amini's. Online at Amini's.com. Advanced Medical Imaging. See what's inside at MedImageKS.com. Call Advanced Medical Imaging and get in today or tomorrow for your MRI or your CT scan. You get something serious, your doctor says you need a scan. Do not wait with your hospital chain. Don't. Your insurance will be accepted at Advanced Medical Imaging. They will. They'll take it. All major insurance accepted. Call Tricia at 785-856-0224 to schedule an appointment or to schedule a heart scan, which is out of pocket, but it's only about 100 bucks. What reassurance to go get your heart scan, find out what your plaque score is, and see all the organs in your torso and send them to your doctor and say, you see anything weird in there? 100 bucks. What peace of mind. Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com. And the Finch Knife Company is online at finchknifeco.com. They're also available in Shields. At uh, the cool little market in LeCompton, in Mission at Bullet Hole, Shields, uh, Teague Tractor in Belton, online at finchknifeco.com. My buddy Mike Robinson over at Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC in Excelsior Springs did what I did this year for our sponsors, did what Jeremy Fry did at Fry Orthodontics for the kids at his camp and some other people. And Mike Robinson has ordered uh, several dozen pocket knives from Finch with his logo and I think the Chevrolet logo on it that he's going to be sharing with uh, VIPs and whatnot. You can do that with your company as well. They will laser engrave right on the blade. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Get, pick one of the knives with a black blade on it. Let them laser engrave your logo or something important to you. They can do a small batch or a big batch. They can do them for a groomsman. You want to give them to groomsman for a wedding as a wedding gift, guys? You know, somebody's getting married and you got guys in your, they'd love these things with your, like your, your name on it and her name, something like that. would be really, really cool. Finchknifeco.com. And of course, Mike Robinson's going to be getting some really cool 
awesome knives. It's a great thing to keep in your Chevy or GMC truck as well. You get you a truck from Roberts Robinson, keep that Finch knife right there in the console or the glove box. You're going to love it. Well, we first we we finally got the word gang mentioned somewhere by Kansas City, Missouri officials. The Crown Center shootings that happened weeks ago, it turns out, wait, wait, what? Wait, what? They found 54 shell casings. Six people were shot. Three were innocent bystanders. There were a whole bunch of people shouting at each other. We heard the N-word. We heard East Side being shouted out. We had two groups, according to this report, shooting at each other. Oh, the two men they've charged, Joel Olivas and Brian Favela, both Latinos, are part of the East Side gang. They mentioned it in their paperwork. We got a couple of gangbangers shooting out at Crown Central. Who would have thought of that? These are not African-Americans. They're not black. There's Latino gangs, too. Nowhere in there does it say they're American citizens, but we're going to assume they were because Olivas was busted at KCI the next day trying to fly to Seattle. But illegal people fly, too. So I don't really know. I'm going to guess these guys are both citizens. But it's a legitimate question. And does anybody in Kansas City, Missouri, want to field the question, how many illegal aliens are gang members in Kansas City? Can anybody answer that question for me? Can the Jackson County prosecutor tell me that? Can the Kansas City, Missouri police chief tell me that? Can Mayor Lucas tell me that? How many illegal aliens have joined gangs in Kansas City? We deserve to know. Somebody at the FBI or the Kansas City, Missouri police or the county sheriff Somebody somewhere knows or has an estimate how many illegal alien gang members there are in Kansas City. Somebody knows that number. I want that number. I want that number in the worst way. So these clowns are hanging out in Crown Center because it's too cold to be outside, and they take their trouble inside. And a witness, a woman who was injured, said she heard several Hispanic men shouting the N-word at a group of people and chanting East Side. Like, East Side is now apparently filled with Latinos. And they saw rival gang members of, apparently, African-Americans and were screaming the N-word at them. Oh, boy, isn't this fun? Damn those Trump voters, those racist people in Charlottesville. We've got... Like, Asians are being targeted. Latinos are fighting back now. We got more skin color, and different things going on in this country. I can't keep up with who hates who anymore. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is just common sense. I'm no political insider. If what's going to happen in this country is Latinos and blacks are going to dislike each other because blacks feel that Latinos are replacing them in some way in the United States, the black vote is going to become 90% Republican. I'm going to call it right now. There's going to go be a coalition between white people and black people that say, this is our country. We've been here for 250 years. Our ancestors came here a long, long, long time ago, and we built this place, and you're not tearing it down. Now, I don't want to make too big a deal about a gang fight, but it sounds like a Latino group versus a black group to me, two gangs. The crazy part of these stupid, disingenuous officials in Kansas City, Missouri is they write in here that these are gang members that they've arrested. But then the rest of the report describes two groups 
shot at each other. They don't say two groups of gang members. They don't say two gangs. They still call them groups. They do not want to use the word gang in any way. They avoid it at all costs, and I simply don't understand it. Well, I do understand it. It's bad PR. They want people to keep coming downtown. But you see enough stories out there in media that say, gang, 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 nobody's going downtown. It will just shut down. You don't want to know how much of the crime in Kansas City, Missouri is gang-related. And no, nobody can answer that question. And the illegal alien crime doesn't get reported. They pick up an illegal alien, there's never a charge. They let him loose, and it's not entered into the crime stats. That's happening everywhere across America. Illegal aliens are not a big part of the crime stats. I pointed out to you the other category, other, was a big category of homicides last year in Kansas City, Missouri, that the suspect was either black, white, Asian, whatever. It only added up to something like 74%, and 26% were other. And I'm like, wait a second. They've got Asia Pacific. They've got uh, Middle East. They've got all these different groups covered here. What's other? And nobody's answered it, but I, I said, it looks to me like it's illegal aliens. If there's an other, that's just illegals because they can't categorize them. They're not citizens. They can't. If 25% of our homicides are happening in Kansas City, Missouri with illegal aliens, then 25% is happening everywhere. And they're not, look, we're, they only catch half the people. Half the people get away with murder in Kansas City. They only catch half of them. They've done well at Union Station in charging some people, and they did well in the Crown Center deal. By the way, they have known for a month that these were gang members, and they just now released it through the prosecutor with the charges that have been brought against Olivas and Favela. 54 shell casings, a good old-fashioned gang shootout. Six people shot, including three innocent bystanders. Illinois is taking Donald Trump off the primary ballot. Super Tuesday is next week. I, this is the fourth state that's taking Trump off a ballot. I, I mean, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Trump's rolling. Super Tuesday, he's going to roll. Over 100,000 uncommitted votes were cast in Michigan by Democrats. These are people in favor of the Palestinians. And they don't like Joe Biden much for supporting Israel. They'll never vote for Republican. That's out. Because Republicans love Israel. So that isn't happening. But over 100,000 people in Michigan did, and you know, I was saying on the podcast this week, what if 20,000 of these people, 20, 25,000 of these people, went and wrote in Bill Cosby's name instead of voting for Biden? He's done in Michigan. He lost Wayne County in Dearborn. Dearborn, Michigan is Wayne County. You've heard of Dearborn, Michigan. It's where the, I think the Ford plant is there. It's where the stadiums were. It's the highest concentration of... Um, Muslims are in America. Uh, he lost there. Like the, the uncommitted vote was 70% of people that walked in went uncommitted. These Muslims, Islamic Americans, however we describe them, because I don't know what faction they're with, what country they're from. I know they're pro-Hamas and anti-Jew. I know that. We've got a, a whole bunch of Jew-hating people in Wayne County, Michigan, they ain't voting for Biden, folks. They may vote for RFK. They may vote for a fourth candidate or do write-ins. They're not voting for Trump, but they ain't voting for Biden. 
unless this thing gets solved. He gets a ceasefire and he tries to, he, he sort of tried to defend Hamas and make them sound like good guys for this, for this main reason is just to win Michigan. Good luck. Over 100,000 of them went out and said uncommitted this time. It's crazy. Trump had a really good day. Supreme Court says it will hear his immunity case. This is on the, the Mar-a-Lago that he has immunity to that and the January 6th, because whatever he said on January 6th, he was still president of the United States. So there's a lot of factors here. Megyn Kelly had a great post on X where she said, Trump's about to pull off the quote, inside straight. The New York civic trial is a joke and everybody knows it. The um, Georgia lawsuit is dying with Fonnie Willis and her lover boy or severely delayed and won't happen before November. Florida ain't happening by November. That's a Trump-appointed judge. And now neither is the January 6th case as the Supremes won't even hear this at least until the end of June. There wouldn't be any sort of a ruling on the immunity until when? September? Maybe October? And then what? Jack Smith's going to start a trial then? No, then Trump appeals again and says, okay, we found out the result of this. Now we need to do all kinds of discovery, all these other things. I think she's right. He may have already pulled off the inside straight that none of these cases is going anywhere. And the closer we get to the election, the less people, the worse it will look for anybody that tries to pursue it. Winning. The Supreme Court hearing will be April 22nd. And I don't, I don't think you can get delays on that. I think when the Supreme Court sets their day and says, Trump, your lawyers come in here April 22nd, I think that's that. So they basically gave him two months. They decided on um, this week that they'll give April 22nd, they're going to go in there and argue this. Trump and Biden are both headed to the border on this Thursday. They are headed to the border. I can't wait to see the media coverage on this. America is decided on the border. There's, this, is, this is a slam dunk win for the GOP. It's a winning issue across the board. It's not even close. I can't wait to see the coverage. Biden's going to Brownsville where there's no problem. There's no way to get in illegally. There's an ocean there, which is a little more daunting than the river. So I can't wait to see how the media spin the coverage of the two candidates. And I can't wait to see the crowds, the groups, and what it looks like. I can't wait to see that. But they'll both be at the border. KKHI is brought to you by Fry Orthodontics, online at fryorthodontics.com. 14 locations. Teeth love us. You will, too. Even if you're an adult, maybe you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you just haven't liked your smile, they can help you now. It's not just straightening it. They can do a lot of really cool things for you. And maybe you're just at a point in your life where you can afford to do this now. Why wait? Why not have that perfect smile? Fry Orthodontics. The first appointment is free. They assess your individual goals, and they eliminate excessive treatment. FryOrthodontics.com. Window World is simply the best for less. If you start listening to uh, KCMO Talk Radio, I'm now doing the commercials on there for Window World. I've been affiliated with John Gillette and his team for 20 years. Over 54,000 Kansas City homes have been improved by windows and siding and doors from Window World. They are simply the best for less. Did you know that when Window World joined the Chiefs as a sponsor and the Chiefs became the official windows of the Chiefs, it was the first year they won the Super Bowl? They've now won three Super Bowls with Window World on board as the official window sponsor. That's karma. That's Window World. WindowsKansasCity.com or call 816-799-0820. They have offices in Kansas and Missouri, locally owned and operated. Window World, simply the best for less.
and Buck Roofing and Construction. If you want a free roofing inspection this spring, now's the time to call. Just call and schedule your appointment. Say, I want a free roof inspection. 913-384-2680. Here's my promise to you. And here's why you should do the roof inspection. If you don't need anything done on your roof, they're going to tell you that. I've run out of emails. that I've got so many, I've run out of remembering and hearkening back to all the emails I've gotten from folks that said, hey, I had them out. They said, my roof's good. Call me again in five years. Yes, they do that. They may find a shingle or two out of place. And in many cases during the inspection, they nail them back down and don't charge you a penny. Honest to goodness, get the free roof inspection. 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. Mitch McConnell is the most unpopular politician in America. He has the lowest poll numbers of anyone anywhere. He is retiring after this term. I wish he'd retire right now and hand it over to somebody else. They're trotting out the name John Thune, who's the guy who looks like a $6 million man doll that I had when I was a kid. Lee Majors standing back there all buttoned down. John Thune, eh. They're totting out names like John Thune and a bunch of these other guys, Rick Scott. And I'm like, no, Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley's a badass. Let's go, Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley's the smartest guy in the room. Josh Hawley's the one they hate most. That's my bar for voting for people now. Who does the left hate most? He gets my vote. RFK Jr. has a good idea. I'd support Rand Paul. He's kind of a libertarian. But people tell me I'm like that. So I'm okay with that. RFK Jr. says Rand Paul. Is RFK Jr. a libertarian? And is he going to run as a libertarian? He's naming his own party. He's going to call it the We the People vote. And he says he's going to get on all 50 states. I don't think he wants to go full libertarian yet or Republican because his name, Kennedy, is so Democrat. And he wants those votes. So I don't really know. But he endorses Rand Paul for new Senate leader, for the Republican Senate leader, anybody but Mitch. Mitch did a fine job for many years in an era gone by that has led to the era we have now where we played nice on our side for 50 years and they played really dirty mean. Started with Watergate. It started with Vietnam War and Watergate. Honest to God, that's where it all was. And we played nice and got along and we brought in all these people that, oh, we're going to meet in the middle and do all this. And Mitch McConnell was one of those. It's a time gone by. There is no playing nice anymore. There is only getting the votes and busting the other side's balls. That's it. That's all that's left. It may change somewhere down the road, but I doubt it. The Dems Dems are never going to be on board with changing it. It's here to stay. McConnell's got to go, and we need an absolute ball buster at the Senate level because we are going to control the Senate. Whoever they decide on is Senate Majority Leader next year. We're winning the Senate. That's happening. The math is pretty clear on that. McConnell's got the lowest poll numbers of anyone in America. But you know what? Guess who's close? Alejandro Mayorkas. How about these poll numbers? 62% of Americans, all Americans, 62% don't agree on anything in this country. 62% of Americans say impeach Mayorkas for his crappy work at the border. 81% of Republicans say it. 54% of independents say impeach him. And here's the whopper. 48% of registered Democrats say impeach Mayorkas. Biden picked the wrong guy. My God, they don't even like their own people. The Dems are going to be fleeing this ship. They're going to jump. 
When when Reagan got elected in his landslide, they called them Reagan Republicans. These were all people that had been Democrats. And they switched over and said, we like Reagan because we love America. We want America to be great again, basically, was kind of what Reagan was about. We're tired of being pushed around in Iran. We're tired of this ridiculous economy. We can't handle 17% mortgage rates. We're, gonna, we're working class. We're in unions, but we're voting for Reagan. And that's what's happening right now. I can't believe 62% of Americans even know enough to say they want Mayorkas impeached. That's an awesome number. Of course, Joe Biden enjoying the lowest poll numbers in the history of presidential polls. Our final final is sponsored by the Bluemont Hotel and Goolsby's in Manhattan. I saw a tweet by Skylar Thompson the other day, the backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins who played at K-State. And he's having his charity event again at Goolsby's. I don't have the date off the top of my head. It's coming. I'll get it and pass it along to you. That's going to be at Goolsby's at the Bluemont Hotel. It's a cool place. It's the place you go in Manhattan if you're doing a big charity event, if you want to do a fundraiser, if you're going to have a wedding reception, if you're going to have a, uh, you know, the boys are getting together for, you know, frat reunion weekend. That's where you want to be. The Bluemont Hotel and Goolsby's Indoor Entertainment Center and Recreation Area. Good stuff. Online at BluemontHotel.com. And of course, bstock.net. We've talked about this. The, this weekend is the end of their February price markdowns. They have all new inventory coming in. This is the end of their markdowns as they're running lower on some of these things. Get in there this weekend if you're looking for a TV or a computer, a laptop, if you're a gamer, if you're looking for Xbox or any accessories, 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe. You may be the only customer in there, but that's kind of cool. You'll feel like a king. It's not a, it's not a big retail area. It's where the Great Mall used to be, and it's gone. It's a warehouse. This is literally a warehouse, bstock.net. Our final final is kind of two things in one. Our final final, we're just going to say is college sports, okay? So I'm doing this a little different today. I was just so happy, my heart fluttered, that Kyle Filipowski was able to play 30 minutes last night for Duke because after all the court storming controversy that we had, I thought the guy was going to die. He had a knee contusion. He might have damaged a kidney or an organ when he got knocked down. He might have hit his head. There was a shoulder problem. They listed four or five different things that apparently were going to cripple this man and put him in the hospital because some college kids half his size ran on the floor at Wake Forest and celebrated their team beating Duke. It was a bunch of blue blood whining ass pansies, including Jay Billis, who says, well, we could arrest the kids. That will stop it. Oh, yeah, we're going to arrest court stormers, but not illegal aliens. Good one, Jay. Yeah, you got a plan. Yeah, a college campus, the most liberal place on earth is going to arrest their own students and not illegal aliens. I want to see that. I, let's implement that in one place. And I, I love all these people, especially in conservative media, like Fox News, all these places. They're like, Athens, Georgia's liberal? I mean, how stupid are some of these people in the media? Every freaking college town is liberal. Every one of them. It doesn't matter that Georgia's conservative. Athens is going to be a... A, a dot on a map that's going to be a sanctuary city. Every college town, Lawrence, Columbia, Manhattan, liberal, liberal, liberal. The students aren't. Hell, even, I think most of the KU students are, KU's got a lot of liberal students, they, but they got, I think they have more, they probably have more conservative, future conservatives than liberals. K-State's very conservative. Missouri's pretty conservative. Georgia's very conservative student body. But the town ain't. It's run by a school. It's government money. And it's government. It all just flows in from the feds. 
And they make sure of this. And they try to indoctrinate your children when they get there. And people are like, what? Athens, Georgia is a sanctuary. Of course it's a sanctuary city. Do you think Lawrence, Manhattan, and Columbia are safe from this? They're not. You may have a chance in a place like Emporia or Ottawa to say, well, this is not a sanctuary place. We have a university here, but we're rural and we're smaller and we're running our town the way we want to run it. But people are like looking at this going, how in the world you know, do these things happen? I would love to see them try to arrest kids for storming the court when they don't charge illegal aliens. I'd like to see what happens to people in charge. But again, not our final final. I'm, I'm on a tangent now. We'll finish with the college football playoff, which is just so stupid. They've gone to a 12-team college football playoff, but they're already talking about expanding it the year after to 14 because, of course. So here's what they want. With 14, they're going to guarantee the SEC and the Big Ten. I, I predicted this. Predict, when I heard expand, I said this is more slots for the SEC and the Big Ten. That's all this is about. They want to expand to 14, and they want to guarantee that the SEC and the Big Ten have half the field. Now, how are they going to get half the field? Well, they're going to guarantee three to each. That's six of the 14. And then if you just get one at large from one of those conferences, that's half the field. That's what they're shooting for. Three guaranteed bids for the SEC, three for the Big Ten, two for the Big 12, two for the ACC, and one from the group of five is guaranteed. Then there will be three at large. And I would almost bet, I would almost bet the first year that this is implemented, there are four SEC teams and four Big Ten teams. I would almost bet. I'll guarantee you there's seven of them. Half the field is SEC and Big Ten. But nobody's going to complain in the Big 12 or ACC because they get two guaranteed. So I think what that's going to wind up being is both teams that play in your championship game are in the playoff. Now what are we going to see? Like the Pro Bowl? Okay, it's championship week. The playoffs start next week. You're going to start your backup quarterback? What's going to happen to these title games? Man, oh man, we got some changing times in college athletics. A reminder that all of our sponsors are at the KK list. It's a really cool little site. It's got everybody listed right there. It's all the podcast sponsors and more. TheKKList.com. You folks are incredible about giving an opportunity for our sponsors to earn your business. We don't want you to give your business to them. They know this. And I've had these discussions with every single one of them. You got to earn the business. The listeners are discerning. They expect, you to, they expect to be treated a certain way, a very conservative way. They expect that, and you should expect that. We also really appreciate and admire you for going to the kklist.com and saying, okay, we'll give this business a try first. Or maybe I'll switch from this business to this business that's on the KK list because they're conservative and they're going to treat me better. Give it a try. Thekklist.com. Part of the franchise that we have, small as it is, called Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at thekklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.